Greetings, fellow Earthlings. Welcome to another episode of And Another Thing with Dave. Seeking the truth, exposing the lies. Remember, together, we are unstoppable. Keep on digging. And this is not a comic. <laughs> and it was sort of like America saying, hey, we bombed Japan and pretty much, look, China, if you don't abide by what we say or this is hilarious. you have heavy aggression against us to even just have a land-to-land -land battle with us or sea to sea, we will drop the bombs. But seeing that it's the year of 2022, like even with the whole bombing of Japan from I don't even know when, I just know it was a long-ass time ago. Yes. Even with that, yes. China is still going to press against the U.S. and vice versa, too, because at the end of the day, a lot of major powers have nuclear weapons, missiles, all that. Pretty much the same stuff as the U.S. What are you even saying? Um, um so, so that, that, that's, table that. Hold on a second. Hold on one second. I want to I just want to say something real quick. Um, that is impressive he just went full imperialist right there and just said yep that's what we did it wasn't because we were trying to save american lives it was because we were like uh we're going to kill all these people and you're not going to do anything about it and if you try to come at us this is what's going to happen to you i i you know what i appreciate your honesty yeah we got another one from him yeah i'll say Military industrial complex is a threat because of size, but it's not off size alone. It's basically like the capabilities and shit. It's a mix of propaganda, which can pretty much just rot the mind, along with the fact that um, it sort of becomes a person versus nation, or what is your true identity as an American? Is it to stand for your country and fight for a flag and a president? Or is it to care for your family? And if a world war does break out, you try to get your family to the safest place possible and pretty much trying to pres and pretty much try to preserve yourself along with your family and friends. It's a battle of, um, of many things when it comes to uh, the military industrial complex. And that's like 1% of it, of what I know. Can't you read the, 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 the title? This 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 room is not for you, Mr. Natakomi. <laughs> not fair. Um, not fair. He's he's there to push against what the narrative is. And right. I'm not necessarily I, 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 I still just see what he's saying, but I'm not full on biting into whatever he's trying to push. Because I hear what he's yeah, saying and I hear the spirit. But it's like it's it's kind of lost in some sort of like gobbling to me. So I appreciate yeah, him he, reading the comments. Yeah, he was pretty much agreeing with us. So I don't see where his point was going because <laughs> he's sounding more like <laughs> more communist than socialist. Right? Yeah. Don't, don't tell yeah. him that. Don't tell him that. Great. <laughs> right. Well, here. Should we go ahead and run these messages down? Yeah. Sure. Let's go okay. for it. Here's Deluxe again. Don't play mine. One, um, we supplied a weapon to Europe, and Wilson uh, didn't feel like we were giving enough money to uh, 
to Europe. So he let there was a, a boat that went across uh, the seas, and there was twenty five Americans on it, and they knew there was U boats in the water, and they purposely sent the boat over that way to get the backing because it got blown up, of course. So the backing up of the United States to get involved in the war to make more profit on weapons. This is nothing new. This is things that have been happening. Um, it's a continuous cycle that needs to be broken. Yeah. We got Desert Fox coming in. There's a pretty famous soundbite that I use for Cannabis Conundrum every once in a while. That's uh, Obama talking about, yeah, I did. I smoked weed and, and I inhaled. I mean, <laughs> Bill Clinton always said he didn't inhale. He was like, what's the point? <laughs> I didn't on, inhale, but I certainly swallowed. <laughs> oh, my Hello. Hello. Oh, my God. We got not a commie again. Nope. It's not that either. It's not bigger to lie. It's basically like um, how much opposition is against the law. Because um, with like the whole Nazi Germany thing when it came to World War II and stuff, it was this um, it was this quote from Hitler. I can't say it word for word, but he basically ended up saying when it came to me taking over Germany and putting the whole Nazi swastikas across everything and basically trying to eradicate every Jewish person, he said that, I'm not going to lie, I would have failed at coming into power or even spreading my message if I would have had a moderate, if not mass amount of number of people actually standing against me. So it's not even about having a big lie. It's about having sort of people who have resentment towards your horrible message. I wish that guy would have Googled it, but what he was trying to say before he tried to say it. I mean, it, it just a sort of like, like, yes, there was, you know, there, you know, his attempt to like, you know, eradicate Jews, but like there were still like homosexuals, there were still gypsies, there were still aspects of what he saw in Berlin that he didn't want to like. He thought the access was too much, and he cut all that shit down. And that theory is, is like there's a couple of really good like um uh, uh documentaries on the cabaret and also the I'm just gonna say this um just like the aspect of like the the aspect of like being like like uh uh sexually fluent at that time that was happening in Europe happening in like that's it sorry um that was happening in like Berlin at that time that was not happening anywhere maybe paris close but like what was happening in berlin was so special it was so special and he, like that cut it off um so there's so many different things culturally wise that like or did to change the aspect of like what you know europe was and like yeah the kid the kid's trying just give him that he's trying but he i'm not sure he just found his his footing just yet that's all so just to be clear, uh, you were saying that Germany at the time was a lot more like progressive and open. Yes. 
they had cabaret. They like there were women. That's something I. That's something stage. I didn't know. That's something yeah, I didn't know. Yeah. Are you serious? No, I really didn't know that. Yeah. It was like no Berlin was like the the like if you were needed to be comfortable like in, in your skin at the time in the late thirties or whatever, you went there and you got to either perform because like that was the money that you made, but you got a chance to be there and you got to enjoy the fruits of your labor because you got to be around your people and. That at the time, Berlin was, was something Berlin was like San Francisco before San Francisco was a thing. Yes, basically, yes, yes, it was, yes, it was San Francisco before San Francisco, and Hitler stumped that out. Basically, um, huh. am, am I wrong? Adorable, was that we got Mr. Glocks coming in hot. Ain't there something seriously called lies of omission or something like that? Oh, yeah. I don't know. I heard it somewhere. I just don't recall. I wish I could recall. Because, you know, you got to have data points and statistics and facts. But, yeah, I believe it's called lies of omission. Just about all media does it. Nailed it. We got Purple G. Hey guys, uh, shout out to the panel. I'm uh, enjoying the talk so far. So sounding good. Keep up the good work. Cannon, you want to play your message? Just go ahead and play. Just play because it's giving it's giving love to my boy. Um, yeah. Honestly, I have to go with you, adorable. Um, Ad, I will say this. You know, if you would like, I have aspects of like running for office here be you know at some point and we like you know you know here on the panel they're telling us it's a third party aspect but on a local level we can't do that maybe on a national level or somewhat on the state level but no on a local level we have to look at what we are given and it's either blue or it's red so yeah and we got Purple G again. Hey guys, I'll squeeze this message in here. Um, when the messages are like 30 minutes long, you might as well just ignore them. Because things might just be out of context. How about I Shannon? Shut the fuck up. This is a recent message. Shannon from 936. Oops. Talk about politicians. We got a federal election coming up in May sometime in Australia. So it'd be interesting if we have the same prime minister or a new one. Um, heard both of them are losers anyway, so I don't know. Um, so, yeah, pretty much just for Labour versus Liberal, but both of them are, can be corrupt. Uh, but I'm going to vote for independents, I think. Like the smaller parties, like Pauline Hanson's um, seat, yeah. Woohoo, one more message and we're caught up. Purple G again. Hey guys, let me throw a question in here. Um, what do you guys think are the best things about being a conservative and the biggest difference from being a liberal? I would say... And, How and dare you call me a liberal? I, I, <laughs> I, I can't generalize it for everybody. Like The way I evaluate the parties is how their elected leaders govern. So, so when I say my answer, saying that 
Rose is a, is a left-leaning person is this, but I'm talking more. I'm a communist. Let's, let's get it right. So I would say that I am a conservative because I prefer policy over pandering. And while Republicans don't always get it right, I believe that they are focused more on policy, where the Democrats are focused more on pandering. Agreed. 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 Yeah, I agree, too. I, I don't call myself a liberal or a Democrat. I call myself a progressive because the Democrats have left me behind. And I heard a quote. Um, it was is it, I think it was by Chuck Schumer. He was saying, you know, well, going the course, we're going to lose some blue collar voters. But for every blue collar voter we lose, we're going to pick up a soccer mom, meaning a moderate Republican. Yes. So the Democratic Party sold out their whole base. Yep, I heard that, too. And he can go fuck himself. Um, I yeah. don't think it, like I don't think it is selling out his face. It's like knowing if I think when like Schumer said that he says if you know what we're about and not think of us as the boogeyman that are like you know or like you know <laughs> now I'll go a little bit deep on this one. We're not the ones like you know like you know eating babies and like you know having like weird orgies. Because, like, you know, Hawthorne brought that up from, like, North Carolina and caused a whole lot of problem in his own sort of, like, you know, um, you know, the congressman from uh, North Carolina in the wheelchair. He was out there saying, he was like, yeah, you know, the first time I went to, like, you know, the D.C., there was all these Republicans, like, you know, just having orgies and, like, you know, snorting, you know, like, you know, doing cocaine. And then they had to reel him back. You know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> yeah, see? So th you have those aspects also. Do I think sometimes some of the progressive sort of aspects of the Democratic Party talk too much and give too much into, like, what their agenda is? You should always let your, your, your constituents know, like, what you want them to do and why you go to that situation. But sometimes they go too far. And, you know, you look at the squad and say, like, okay, so, you know, OC or, you know, part of this one or part of that one or whatever. But, like, I don't think they represent the full party itself. Like, the same way, it's a tent. If the GOP is a tent, the Republican Party is a tent, Democrats are a tent also. And we will always have those louder voices on the other side, either be left or right that want to like come in more and have their power, but we do need to lean into like, not so much the, the, the GOP aspect of it, because like this shit, they, they just say like crazy shit. And not to say that like some of the things that comes out of the squad and versus other more progressive people are just like this random like shit. It's like, why'd you say that? Why'd you say it? Because like they can always play it on the Fox News and that's why we don't win. You know what I mean? So that's kind of like as, once again, as the liberal on this panel, that's how I feel about like both parties. That's how I feel about both parties. So uh, why don't we go around and we can all say that, uh, say our opinions. Uh, adorable or uh, another one, do you want to, or Dave, do you want to say something? Sure, yeah, I'd love to. Um, yeah, I consider, I consider rhetoric uh, an art of itself, and it doesn't have anything to do with policy. And that's what kills me about the Democratic Party. 
is that they say they're for the for you know they don't even say a living wage right we're going to fight for a minimum wage well a minimum wage doesn't cut it anymore right well what about health care during a pandemic what that didn't even come up um so it's all this rhetoric like that we're working for you we're fighting for you in the trenches no they're not she came into office saying she was going to boot nancy pelosi out of office which is the exact same thing nancy pelosi said when she was in a, getting elected she said she was going to going to go for impeachment of George Bush. As soon as she got in, she said impeachment is off the table. AOC did the same yes. thing. So they either got death threats or they realized what what uh, Cannon said, that they have to be in the tent and they can't be outside the tent or they have no career. So I'm not sure which it is, but either way, that's the rhetoric side, right? And that's what makes me sick is that people can't see through the rhetoric. Like, show me policies, right? So that, yeah. that's pretty much where I stand. Adorable. You, uh, no, I, I don't think there's really anything that, you know, I, I can add to Dave said. I mean, I think he hit it the head on the nail is, look, I don't always agree with all Republican policy, but I will give Republicans that it, it's very specific and policy based. You know, I'll give you an example. You look at the LGBT community. Democrats have done a great job of saying we want to raise the rainbow flag on city buildings. We're going to stand up and write a proclamation that says June is Pride Month. We're going to tell you how much you matter. But none of that in terms of policy really does anything marginally to advance uh, the economic stability of the LGBT community. Um, you know, you look at Donald Trump and this is probably going to trigger people, but look, we, we have the first American president that stood up before the United Nations and said, you will not persecute people for having this lifestyle the first to call for the decriminalization worldwide of being homosexual. You know, his administration allocated $68 million, which was number two only to that of Reagan, another conservative, towards HIV, AIDS research and prevention, which is the number one killer of gay men in America. Um, you know, people can talk about his rhetoric and how he says mean things, but look, I'd rather a president stand on the stage and say you're a disgusting little faggot but at least here's some real policy to help you live a better life in this country than waving a goddamn rainbow flag, which does absolutely nothing for me. Beautifully said. Wow. 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 And uh, I would uh, I would like to uh, gather them all up for the, for the gulag. So we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> To be clear, to be clear, he publicly indicated that he loves us, but that Mike Pence wants to hang us. So it wasn't Donald yes. Trump. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you and if you look at what what, what Pence did as a governor, um, disgusting. Um, um. Uh, he now gets the sort of like the fact that like he he's played more as the victim in the situation, but if he gets, he's not going to be the next president. He he will never be. The 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 the, the paint on Pence is he carried water to have Trump get the evangelicals come in with him, and at no point did he ever like sort of like stay Trump to a point where he he was always like that. 
the same way like Nancy Reagan like looked at everything that Reagan said disapprovingly, that's the same look that Pence had when he looked at Trump. Just like ah, I really like I just you know. So he never positioned himself to the point to where could have like pivoted and we know his progress. So it doesn't really matter. And you can go back to his radio show if anyone knows that, but that's the reason why he got on like on the market itself, because he did the radio show that was very, very like, you know, you know Rush Limbally, whatever. And I think that's like the fact that like and like you guys are all said like, you know, you are um either, you know, um have I'm not sure about Dave, but um guys are Republicans. And when Rush passed away, I felt that gave sort of um a vacuum for sort of middle aged older boomers. So they have thoughts. But like, what else do they have? What else do they have? Like, sort of like get into like, you know, I'm 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 tired of like you know people of color doing this or we're doing <laughs> this. You know what I'm saying? It's like they don't have that. Like, they can't sit in the car anymore. They don't have and that Hannity, outlet. Yeah, and Hannity does it a certain way, and I feel um, Tucker does it like the worst way. Tucker is like the worst of it all. Tucker is just, you look at his progression, you look at his, his just his, his own first, like his drive as, like his, his professional drive as not a, not a journalist, but as a talking head, um, Tucker is like one of the worst people I've ever been around. Uh, I got a chance to meet him, but um, um, real quick, um, Adorable. Did you go to CPAC? I generally have stayed away from things like CPAC. Um, and, and for me, Why, I understand. Because all the neo-Nazis? Well, I, that's a part of it. <laughs> for me, because I think that uh, the Republican Party has sort of adopted this model of spreading their message through conservative influencers. And so you get people like Brandon Straka, people like Scott Pressler, people like Charlie Kirk, who spend a lot yes. of time and energy saying nice things. But when it comes to tangible policy and grassroots activism, they've done very little to actually advance Republican ideals. I mean, you know, I, I had a huge Twitter fight with Scott Pressler at one point because I said, look, you talk about how great it is to be a Republican, but which candidate have you knocked on doors for? Which legislative chambers have you gone and spoke to testify in regards to bills? People like the idea of waving Trump flags and driving up and down the streets saying MAGA, but that doesn't change policy in America. At it's all. Fun. At all. And, and it's a good Instagram shot. And, and so that's, I've become very disappointed in where Republicans have gone. Look, I've said for years that Republicans have got to become activists. The Democrats have done an incredible job with March for Our Lives, an incredible job um, in regards to the LGBT community, in regards to Black Lives Matter, with getting out and creating noise. What the Republicans did was not use that to supplement their agenda, but really use that to replace policy. And I think that's where it became detrimental. Well, I mean, the uh, only way, honestly, to 
Now, honestly, adorable. I will have to disagree with you. The gubernatorial like election that happened in um, Virginia, to where they were told race theory was going to be told to their kids, and parents felt coming out of the pandemic they had no control because you're putting masks on my kids, and I'm going to tell them, going to tell my kids that them being white is detriment to like their development, and you know. Even Madeline, even Madeline Kelly herself, you know what I'm saying? She sort of like, within her podcast, that's something that she pushed. But her kids were all in like, you know, um, paid for New York schools that like, of course, would have that liberal sort of lean into what it could be. But like, when you tell some like, you know, some mom that had to sit through the pandemic and teach your kids, and now you're telling them, like, now they're gonna hear some shit that I don't want them to hear, that it's not real. Critical race theory is not taught in elementary schools. It's just not. It's just not. Well, and in, in, in here's what's interesting is, you're correct. Um, critical race theory is not what's being taught, but, for me, and, and this is what I shared even with my, my conservative colleagues when it came to Black Lives Matter, I think that the conservative response to BLM was perhaps the biggest misstep in the history of the party. You know, I would go to BLM rallies, I'd get labeled a rhino, and I'd get called all kinds of things by my fellow conservatives, but I'd go and, and I'd talk to a black single mother and say, you know, what are you upset with? You know, my lives matter. I'm sick of these rundown schools. And I said, absolutely. Absolutely, you deserve the right to send your child to any school that you see fit at not your expense as a taxpayer. And that's why Republicans are advocating for school choice. Now, whether or not you agree with school choice, it's an option that Republicans are presenting to at least help urban communities. And instead of engaging Black Lives Matter as a way of saying, let us share with you what our policy approach is to some of these concerns, they were too busy saying all lives matter. BLM is reverse racism. And, and I used to have this conversation with our county party chair at the time in Orange County. Look, Black Lives Matter at no point ever meant that only Black Lives Matter, that they mattered more than anyone else. There is nothing wrong with as a conservative with recognizing that there is a disparity of outcomes in America. There's nothing wrong with acknowledging the fact that a black man is 87 times more likely to be denied a home mortgage, that high school black seniors are 37% less likely to go to a four-year college. Because when we acknowledge those things, then we can start having the discussion about what's the right policy approach to resolve those things. This whole idea that you should just pull yourself up by the bootstrap is not a policy-based discussion. And that's where I was so frustrated with Republicans, because it's like, you have a golden opportunity. BLM was not a Democrat movement. Many of those people all, were saying, what the fuck has all. Pelosi done for us? But instead at of coming all. to that's the table, <laughs> they were like, oh, no, institutions can't be racist. Like, well, no shit governance can't be racist. But there's well, nothing. I mean, when, but when, 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 Romney, when Romney lost, when Romney lost, there was a whole like I I I I forget his name, um, but he came into the Trump sort of like 
mythos in the like um but he was the head of GOP at the time. And the whole point was doing the autopsy of trying to figure out like how we can get more minorities, people uh, from like the queer community, whatever, the autopsy. You know what I'm saying? That was the whole point. It's like you're gonna go through all those things and figure out like how can we reach out to people we had so like like hard to get. And then you have your Trump, and then you also have someone who I think is so toxic, um, Karen Owens. Oh and, God! And not only is she a female, she's a female of color, telling everyone that wants to hear that is white and older that like, oh no, we didn't ask for that. We didn't want that. That's what they want. Candace we're, Owens. We're, we're all happy. Can I respond to um to to uh Dorable's comment real quick? Please, no. please, 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 please. I'm just kidding. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> so so I agree with you that we should have freedom of choice when it comes to school. I think it's uh pun intended i think it's deplorable that we don't Kadoomp. but um I, I think it's i think we need to pull back the lens right because what we're talking about is school vouchers and school busing well yeah. what if we didn't well, fund I mean, what, what if we didn't fund schools with property tax because that's the root of the cause is that rich neighborhoods pay more in property tax so they have better schools well if we had a different method of funding if it was government funded if we gave a fraction that we give to the military, that would be, you know, we could have the equal quality straight across the board, no matter of the community. What do you guys think? I agree. I totally agree. I think you, someone who's... you hit the nail. Um, I, I've said that for, for many, many years that, yeah, for property taxes, and, and look, let's be clear, the continued funding of education based on property taxes is not fundamentally different than a Jim Crow law. Because the outcome is the same. It's Straight funding up. education Preach. by socioeconomic Preach. status. And that's where Preach. you know I get irritated with conservatives because it's like, look, to, when you use those words, oh, funding education by property taxes is no different than Jim Crow. Oh, my God, you're a rhino. No, I'm a realist. <laughs> that This is the entire concept. What does rhino mean? You said that twice. What does rhino mean? Rhino is Republican in name only. If you don't suck Donald Trump's left nut, then you're considered a fake Republican. Oh, okay. Yes. (laughs) And it was a term before even, like, Trump was around, but, like, it became much more of a slur after Trump because they just meant, like, if you don't let goose step with him, I shouldn't say goose step. If you just like don't fall in line with him, then like you're you don't believe in like what we are doing as a party or what we're doing as like you know whatever. But like yeah, that was a term beforehand because that was something that was put on Lindsey Graham. Um, That's hilarious. Put on you know um, you know Lindsey Graham was looked at as a rhino, but it also he's looked at it also as a hawk. So it was like he he had to like. Balance through both those things. I'm not sure who wins Beast Wars. It's a rhino hog. <laughs> you want to talk about Beast Wars? Honestly, dude, I love Beast Wars. All right. So right. Don't bring that up. Don't, don't I love that rhino hog and a Apparently, don't it's going on in the, in the Republican Party in real life. 
<laughs> well, just just don't bring a beast wars because that's like that's really like something I love. I love. I love that. Show. Um, yeah, it's just Optimus Primal. Anyway, um, <laughs> um, hey, adorable loves butt jokes. Hold on a second. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of And Another Thing with Dave. If you're digging what I'm doing, picking up what I'm throwing down, please do share with friends and on social media. Until next time, keep on digging for the truth.